Welcome to the first episode of the Primetime Podcast. Damn. My name is Rajiv. I'm Justin. Uh, we're going to be talking about football mainly. And then once that's done, basketball for sure. But right yes, now, sir. focused on this weekend's matchups. Justin, I know yes. you, I know that's that's what we're mainly focused on today. Yep. Obviously, my birds playing the Viking or the Giants uh, at 8, 8 p.m. today. That's going to be a good game. Yeah, I'm worried about that. Viking or the Giants are hot. I whooped on the Vikings last week. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, 300 Man, yards. Out of, out of his mind. And then that rushing attack with Saquon. Saquon. Against, and, then, and then Eagles have a weak run defense. So that's going to be painful. Yeah, the commanders really exposed that. 40 minutes of time of possession. What was that? Week 10, week 11. Uh, they signed two veterans in Winval Joseph and uh, Nadama Kongsu, hopefully to stop that. But I don't know. I don't Even know. With the, that, but the talented rusher like Saquon is going to be dumb hard. Saquon, Saquon, once once he gets his once he gets his burst, it's really hard to stop him. And uh, it's a combination of size, speed, strength, impossible to tackle in the open field. It's crazy. Yeah. But the Eagles get ahead. They make that offense one dimensional. They won't be able to ro- rely on the run. And you know, that's what the Eagles just got to do: control the clock, make sure they're on top, make make sure that uh, offense is one dimensional. Keep Daniel Jones in the pocket. Limit the touches Saquon got. I think the Eagles should have a nice win there. But that's if the Eagles have a good start. So Yeah, it's all based on – I feel like it's all on Jalen Hurts and that offense if we get Jaylen. the ball first. Um, yeah, because, like, we're mainly focused on, like, scoring and putting the pressure on their defense. So it's all on him. Hopefully he's 100% because he was not 100% last game of the season. Yeah, they – they did. They did limit him a lot. I, I they didn't have him throw that whole week of practice up until like the very end. That mm-hmm. bye week, all that rest. Hopefully, he returns back to that form where he was in the MVP conversation. But if I had to choose a score prediction, I'd go thirty-one twenty Philadelphia. Yeah, I would. I would probably say twenty-one ten Philly, just because I feel like um, we're not going to be scoring that much uh, because their Giants defense has been playing really well the past couple of weeks. And yeah. also, um, I just don't know what I'm expecting to see this week because the Giants are like a hot underdog team, and then you have the Eagles already established. So we'll see this of, tonight. Actually, yeah. a lot of people say they peak early. I don't. I don't believe that they were 13 and one with Jalen Hurts at quarterback. He got hurt. Mm-hmm. They dropped two games with Gardner Minshew, and then the, the last game of the season, I take that with a grain of salt. They were not. They were not trying to win that game, especially with Dallas losing. They already clinched that number one seed. Yeah. So. I don't. I don't see. I don't see any conclusion that says the Giants should beat the Eagles on paper. But you never know. Like we saw what happened with the Vikings. Hopefully, it doesn't happen with the Birds. But Eagles. Know, they got. We'll they got to block that D line. They got. Uh, they got to create holes. Yeah, Dexter Lawrence. Avon Thibodeau, Aziz Ojolari, all of them have been really good. That That's a very underrated front seven the Giants have. Especially Dexter like, Lawrence and Leonard Williams. Could cause problems, but the Eagles have Lane Johnson hopefully coming back. You get the best O-line in football. Landon so. Dickerson, obviously. Jason Kelsey, arguably the best center in football. Um, yeah. Jordan Mailata, left tackle. Like that, that, that offensive line has established itself as the best in the league, so. They've just got to impose their will. 
And I think they should, they should cruise by a win, but that I'm never counting out a Brian Dayball led team. That's a, He's he's definitely the coach of the year. If I had, if I had to vote, if I had to vote, he's coach of the year. He's done something with a team that has nothing, and that's really crazy because I've never seen someone coach that well in my life. That Giants team had no business whatsoever making the playoffs, and then Daniel Jones being positive, not even making the being playoffs. being positive like that. That's crazy. Like even with that extra playoff spot added, they still would they still would have made it if there was six teams like. They, they they did good. They won when they needed to. They've been in close games. Like they're in games with everyone besides the Eagles that one week. I feel like they've been in games that they should be in. But yeah, Gi- Gi- Giants Giants are a really good team. But Eagles have been the best team in football for like the first fourteen weeks. I fourteen fifteen weeks. I'm still I'm still gonna give it to the Eagles, even though I think the Giants are a good team. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to our uh, our earliest game of this weekend, Jacksonville versus off Kansas City. Yeah, um, I want to see a lot of things from Jacksonville. I hope they establish that run game with Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne. Um, I want to see them use Trevor Lawrence versatile. Like his versatility is like top notch. He can throw and run. They got to use his big frame. That's what, that's what makes offense. him that a, that elite prospect. Six six, mm-hmm. he's moving like that. People always look at him like the his ability to throw the ball anywhere. He can move. He can really get out of the pocket. He can improvise. He's got that big arm, but people really sleep on that rushing game. He can run too. There's I honestly feel like there's no weaknesses he has as a quarterback. Yeah, his decision making is questionable at times, but he's still really young. That's gonna improve. Trevor Lawrence played an amazing second half, bouncing back through adversity from that horrible first half, throwing four interceptions, led the Jaguars. Jaguars defense, they were, they were clamping up. They were, they were doing really good. That second half was a very complete half of football. Um, and then they just proved that they can they can win a playoff game. They they can they're one of the big dogs in the league, especially going to come into the future with with their established franchise quarterback, Doug Peterson, mm-hmm. proven head coach, Super Bowl winning head coach. He knows what he's doing. Certainly an upgrade from Urban Meyer. That, that Jaguars seems tough. But you know the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey. That's it's impossible to stop a Patrick. It's Mahomes like at all. it's like it's like the Jacksonville defense can only do so much going against you know Patty and Travis Kelsey. Yeah, and then they got to worry about stopping stopping their rushing game with Isaiah Pacheco, Jarek McKinnon catching yeah. passes out of the backfield, and then I they like have the, to, I like Noah and Gray. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Noah Gray. He he's yeah. honestly a sleeper. People were worried about Travis Kelsey. I like those two tight end sets that the Chiefs like to run. Them on two opposite sides. And then when they come out an empty backfield, you have to you have to keep track of Kadarius Tony, Nicole Hardman, Juju. Ver- like versatile, versatile receiving core. It's not the best in the league. Obviously, it's it's nowhere near the best in the league. But they can play. Patrick Mahomes gets them open. He can throw them open. Andy Reid knows how to scheme up an offense. He, I mean, everyone was saying try Tyree Kill. Everyone was going to regress. The Chiefs were going to regress. I mean, Mahomes has just proved to why he, I think he's the MVP this season. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the MVP race is close, especially after Hurts got hurt those yeah those two weeks. Patrick Mahomes definitely cemented himself as MVP. Yeah. Also, their amazing coaching staff. Ever since they, you know, they lost to the Patriots in the AFC champ game, it is ridiculous. Their coaching staff has been like top tier NFL coaching. 
since then for like a fair amount of years up to this point. And Andy Reid has done a great job like with his offensive schemes and then their coordinators as well. It's just been poetic. I guess you it's could a great, say. it's a great team. Amazing team. Uh, the Jaguars, uh, they're a really good team as well, but you know, it's Kansas city. They're the, they're the one seed for a reason. They have the MVP led quarterback for a reason. That offense is a juggernaut, even with a lack of talent at the receiving core, but Travis Kelsey and that offensive line has been playing good this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has not lost on a Saturday, but I think he's going to take his first Saturday L today. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be a lot closer than people think. I don't think it's going to be some insanely high-scoring game. I'm thinking like a 27-21 type game, maybe yeah. 24-20, but I got Kansas City winning that. I feel mm-hmm. like Jacksonville can start off hot. They can start off with a nice 10-point lead, but, you know, Kansas City can definitely come back. And It's they so probably- difficult to start stop that offense. And then, but I think I think the Jags defense has some potential in stopping that. You know, they have like they have their good corners like Shaquille Griffin leading that corner cornerback core, and then they have their D line, their linebackers Foyasada Luakan, and then their safeties. Like they're like a well built defense, but as you said, like Chiefs offense ridiculous. So they do have a lot of good young pieces: Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker, great edge rushers. Mm -hmm. Uh. What's that guy? Uh, Devin Lloyd, that linebacker. He's been he was solid, as you said. Mm-hmm. For Spoyasaita Luicon, Rayshon Jenkins, Andre Cisco, Tyson Campbell, that corner. I mean, that's a very very promising young defense. They're going to be put to the test against the best quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. I think they'll hold their own, but I just think Patrick Mahomes will get the job done. I think the key to the Chief or to the Jaguars winning this game is exploiting that Chiefs defense. Cause like they never had like a top two defense in the NFL. So I think if they mix it up, they like uh like put their running backs in the passing game. And then they also have like their wide receiver core, like Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, like all of those, all of those guys. Like if they can make solid. plays, if they can make plays and Trevor Lawrence can deliver, they have a chance at winning this game. But it's all they on do. the offense, in my opinion. Offense leads to better defense. Mm-hmm. So, so offensive, all, as much as people don't like to hear it, defense wins championships. Now, offense offense is way more valuable than defense. Mm-hmm. Kansas City has proved that year in, year out, being a perennial top offense in the league, being championship contenders every single year with an average defense, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So let's move on to tomorrow. Tomorrow's game, first game of the day, Damar Hamlin's return to the football field after that scary cardiac arrest injury. But um, Cincy versus Buffalo, I have Cincy taking this game so 35 to 24 because I think Josh Allen will crack under pressure. And I know I say this year in, year out, Josh Allen is a top three quarterback in the NFL, but there are times in the fourth quarter where he cannot deliver. Like, even in overtime, like against the Vikings, that one week Justin Jefferson made that incredible catch. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen crumbled. So I feel like if he stays composed, the Bills will beat the Bengals easily. But if he can't stay composed, the Bengals have like a great chance of beating the Bills. Yeah, the Bengals, um, you see Joe Mixon, he was getting mad after everyone was selling tickets all after like, what was it, 15K people bought tickets mm-hmm. to the – Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta for the potential Chiefs-Bills. I mean, I think the Bengals, I think it's going to be a you-take-that-personally type game. I mm-hmm. think Cincy, they, they they proved like that 
it wasn't that that long. Like the first half of the first quarter, they proved that they could go up and down the field on that Bills defense. They had no answer. Joe Burrow, he's always, he's been getting rid of the ball really quickly. I'm not too concerned about either team playing against their division rival, playing it close. Playing a team three times, you're going to know exactly – or not exactly. You're going to know what a team's planning on doing. It's going to be hard to blow out a team three times. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I'm not concerned. Josh Allen, he looked a little iffy sometimes. Uh, that fumble was not very good. He definitely should have secured that. And then his two interceptions, I won't put it solely on him, but they were not very pretty passes. But, yeah, I think that Joe Burrow is going to play a clean football game. I think that Bengals defense is going to do – the job it will be it will be a really good game i'd say since he takes it in like a thriller ot win like 30 27 yeah i agree um going back to last week um what's it called uh the Bengals. who did the Bengals play the ravens the ravens. The ravens the way the Bengals played against the ravens was great they had their hiccups, you know, obviously in the in the first three quarters, but they really locked down. And the way Sam Hubbard really just ripped the ball, Sam out Hubbard, of, yeah, just ripped the ball, just knocked the it out right out of his hands. hands. Yeah, and then Jamar Chase having an incredible game nine nine receptions, eighty four yards, and a touchdown. You know, mm-hmm. and then their defense. I mean, tackling like that. Their defense proves to everybody that tackling before they can get run after catch is huge. You know. They racked up so many tackles that game, and they did not allow extra extra yardage, which is what I find. Sort of frustrate wide receivers, especially mm-hmm. wide receivers are as dynamic as Stephon Diggs can be. As good of a route runner, he can he's really crafty with his routes, especially at the top of his routes, knowing how to get open, knowing how to shift away from DBs. Um, they they can hold they they can limit all the yards after catch. They can limit all the deep shots that Josh Allen takes. You know he loves to take it as soon as he sees a deep shot open slightly open he's going to take it if they can limit that Eli Apple is going to have to play one hell of a game but I, I honestly think he's up for it I think that Bengals team is ready to beat the Bills I think they're ready to go back to the AFC championship I think I think the x factor in this game is Gabe Davis you know Gabe Davis yeah because the Bengals will definitely focus on locking down Stefan Stefan Diggs I think Gabe Davis really needs to step up and we've seen it before Gabriel Davis is Gabe a Davis, very good yeah. wide receiver too like he he's a great route runner, incredible hands. Like I I don't know, but it's up to him. Hopefully, hopefully Josh Allen can establish a connection with him early in the game. But we'll see. Yeah, know. it's gonna be a, that's gonna be probably my favorite game. Uh, I have a hot take saying that whoever is gonna win that game is gonna win the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. spoiler for the future: whoever wins that game, I think they show enough. I think they can win the Super Bowl. I agree because both of these teams are very capable. Um, Offensive juggernauts. So, yeah, I don't, I don't knock you for saying that at all. Mm-hmm. Then we go to our last game of the weekend: 49ers versus dreaded Dallas. Cowboys. Those dreaded Cowboys. Brock Purdy. The 49ers went out and said that, barring a uh, huge Trey Lance breakout or a huge Brock Purdy uh, decline, that he's that Brock Purdy will remain the starter in the 2023 season. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely huge. Brock Purdy, that's definitely a huge confidence boost for him. He's been playing really good football. He's been doing his job. I do think he's been getting a little too much hype. I've seen some some people say he's better than Dak. Absolutely not. But he's been doing his job. He knows like he's been game, he's managed the game well, getting guys open, hitting guys when they're open. Um, the 49ers, 
even with not a, an elite quarterback, that's still probably one of the best offenses in the entire league. I mean, you have talent everywhere. No position is weak. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, like everyone, every, everyone on that offense, Trent Williams holding down that left tackle spot. That's huge. That 49, especially Kyle Shanahan leading that offense. Mm-hmm. I, that, that's so hard to stop. And Micah Parsons, he, he, he's leading that defense. The Cowboys have had a pretty good defense this year. They've had, they have had some slip ups like against Jacksonville, allowing Trevor Lawrence and the offense to come all the way back and ultimately winning that game. But, um, even though that defense is really good, a great offense will beat a great defense. So I have 49ers taking that one. I think um, I think Brock Purdy has taken a major step from when he first started. Like before the Seattle game, he seemed like like complacent. He just took everything. He took everything yeah. that was given to him. But that game against Seattle, man, he was he was he taking was he was taking shots. He was making play like bringing plays like he. Like he, you could tell he like he took attempts. Like he he threw thirty passes, and he, he mean, threw yeah. three hundred thirty-two yards, three touchdowns. You know, he you saw that big play to Debo. Like, yeah, having a uh, those yards after catch that's huge. Having Debo, that was only like a ten-yard pass. He ended up scoring. Brent mm-hmm. now you can make stuff happen after the catch. George Kittle, arguably the best tight end in football, after the catch. He's, I mean, that offense. Christian McCaffrey yards after catch is huge. And if he gets an open space, good luck tackling him. So that offense is really based on getting guys in open space. Kyle Shanahan's going to know. Dallas's only good corners, uh, Trayvon Diggs, they're going to know how to exploit that. Uh, mm-hmm. that. That was a huge worry going into the postseason with Dallas. And again, that Dallas, they do have a solid running back core with Tony Pollard and Zeke. But again, a good a good offense will make the other team's offense one-dimensional. The 49ers get out, get up early. They're going to make that Cowboys offense one-dimensional, and they're going to know exactly. And they're going to know exactly how to stop them. And I think the 49ers are probably going to win by a large margin. But, mm-hmm. I mean, if they don't start off good, who knows? Dak Prescott is more than capable of leading a team to the Super Bowl, I think. So, uh, And, like, going back, going back to what you said about their corners, um, I see potential. So, Anthony Brown, obviously, he's out. You know, their second-best second corner. But they had people step up, like Deron Bland. He's playing corner now. Um, they had J. Ron Curse playing in the slot instead of at safety. Um, mm-hmm. Like they had, they're having new, like they're experimenting. I don't know if, how much you can experiment against the 49ers because yeah. they're, I don't know how you stop the best receiving back in football, arguably the best tight end in football. <laughs> like an incredible receiver after the catch. Wow. I mean, yeah, you, you have to limit your mistakes. Like two turnovers for the Cowboys. I think they're done. I know Dan mm-hmm. Quinn's Dan Quinn's been getting some head coaching attention. He's a phenomenal defensive coordinator. He knows exactly how to mess with the deep mess, mess around with the offense, fake blitzes. But I think Kyle Shanahan, you know, he, he, he knows, I think he's better at scheming up offense than Dan Quinn is scheming up uh, defense. No shot at Dan Quinn, but I feel like the 49ers, they, they're probably going to route the Cowboys. The mm-hmm. Cowboys will still put up a decent amount of points, maybe. I would say like 35-21, 35 35-24, 35 49ers win. I don't know, because people were talking about how concerning, you know, Dak was looking into the season 
And like after coming back from uh, those injuries during this season, he didn't look too good, you know, leading the NFL in interceptions. Yeah. Um, but last week against the Bucks, he looked so comfortable. Like their, their OC looked great. 305 yards, four touchdowns for Dak. Um, connecting with Dalton Schultz, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, like the Cowboys want, yeah, the, the Cowboys want any shot at keeping themselves in the game and not making that offense one dimensional. They're gonna have to go out their first three possessions, get Jalen Ferguson, their tight end involved, get um Dalton Schultz involved, get like uh get what I said Jalen Ferguson. I don't even whoever that tight end is, uh yeah, whoever that tight end is, they got to get him involved, but. Uh, yeah, they just gotta get they just gotta get everyone involved, make that offense unpredictable. Because if they just go out and run these basic concepts they did against the commanders, commanders shut them down. They're gonna have to go out and you know go out firing. I feel like you can't run, you can't show run. You you gotta make them scared of your pass game. Mm, and that's the thing I'm thinking about. Because how comfortable is Mike McCarthy doing that with his football team? I mean, you, I mean, you have. You have the rush, rushing talent. You have Tony Pollard and you have Zeke, obviously. But a team like the 49ers with that good of a defense, Nick Bosa, like Eric Armstead, oh, my goodness. That defensive line is incredible. And then they have Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner at linebackers. They're, they're going to get quick pressures. And those linebackers, they should be taking away those first reads out of the three-step drop that Dak likes to take. So, I don't know. Mike McCarthy has historically struggled against the 49ers. Um, mm-hmm. I think the 49ers match up really well against Dallas. They'll pit they'll, they'll they'll their offense is gonna just pick apart quickly, no slow and developing plays, just straight fire, straight firing, quick slants, quick reads, maybe some screens to get some guys in open space. Yeah, but I got I got the 49ers in this one. Mm-hmm. I also see like and then CD Lamb is gonna have to dice up that secondary, I think, for Dallas to have a, a chance. Because that secondary is talented, you know, Talanoa Hufanga, Jimmy Ward, and then you have Vet Janoris Jenkins, and then you have Charvarius Ward. Mm-hmm. They have solid corners, but I think CeeDee Lamb is talented enough to just destroy his matchup. He so, he is an elite release. He has like a – he his release reminds me a lot of Devontae Adams, the way he gets quickly out of it, the way he can create open space, especially on slant routes, on big routes. He's a pretty solid deep threat, so I would like to see Dallas to go out, take some shots early to C.D. Lamb, hit their tight ends up the seam, have Tony Pollard get uh, go on some wheel routes. I don't know. I'd li- like to see them open up their offense to start rather than waiting until it's too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of Mike McCarthy, um, if we're talking about NFL coaches, Sean Payton. I know you saw Sean that. Payton. I know you saw that situation unfold. Um, yeah, there are a lot of teams looking for him. I know the Broncos are, the Chargers, Panthers have interviewed him. Panthers, yeah, there are a lot of teams that really want Sean Payton. I understand because they need they need a new like offensive scheme, especially with the Chargers. I think the Sean, Chargers Sean would do the best with Sean Payton. Oh yeah, just um, like he's an offensive mastermind. He finds things in offenses that the average NFL coach won't be able to find, but. The Saints are wanting what the Raiders got for John Gruden back in 2000. I think it was 2002. They mm-hmm. want two first round picks. They want like they want some money and they want they, they, they want a lot uh, for Sean Payton. 
I don't know if a team is in win-now mode, like maybe the Chargers having that young phenom and Justin Herbert having an aging Keenan Allen, but he's still capable of being a good wide receiver. Mike Williams, he's in his sixth year. I think if, if it makes sense for anyone, it's, got, it's going to be the Chargers. But I don't know how much they still believe in Staley, but I feel like the Chargers would definitely succeed with Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. I think I think the Chargers are the best match with Sean Payton. You saw what Sean Payton did with Drew Brees and that that offense. So I don't doubt I don't have a doubt in my mind that he can't do that with this talented Chargers team. You know, with that receiving talent, you know, you have Keenan Allen, like Mike Thomas, you have your deep threat in Mike Williams with those with that contested catching. You have Josh Palmer underneath. And then you have your tight ends, you know, your safety valves. And then you have to guard. And then he has, just like Alvin Kamara, he has as an Eckler. awesome Eckler. Yeah. So it's 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 an identical situation to what he had in New Orleans. And I think Sean Payton could really help that Chargers team succeed. Imagine how much he can adjust his offense for a bigger arm, Justin Herbert, who hmm. pound for pound might be a top 10 arm talent we've ever seen. I mean, if you lined up every single quarterback in NFL history and told them to throw it as far as they can. I'm I'm convinced that Justin Herbert can throw it that probably top 10 in distance. Mm-hmm. And not um, even that, not even the fact that he can throw well, but he's also athletic. You know, that 6'6 frame, he is able to run. He's capable. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Sean Payton, you know, ran sets where it's like designed runs for Justin Herbert. Because I really think Justin Herbert should be involved in the rushing game more with how athletic he is. He reminds me of like a like a Trevor Lawrence type player. Yeah, him and Trevor Lawrence are very similar. Uh, my NFL comp for Trevor Lawrence was a Justin Herbert, maybe a, a Andrew Luck type guy. Mm-hmm. But a rushing quarterback will only elevate your ceiling. It will only elevate your floor. There is nothing wrong with a quarterback that can run. So you, 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 when you have that, it's, it's only going to help Sean Payton design up more schemes, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and that defense, you know, wasn't the best, obviously, allowing that Jaguars offense to drop 31 in the second half. Or no, 24. They dropped seven before half. But that defense, defenses usually don't, like, stay consistent year to year. So I don't think there's any way that the Chargers, with all, with all their injuries coming back to, like, I, don't feel, I feel like there's no way that defense is as bad as it was this past year. Mm-hmm. And um... – I think Sean Payton definitely has a chance to help a team that was projected to be so good, like the Denver Broncos, to actually put them up to that par. I think he could do what he did with Drew Brees with Russell Wilson. Yeah, um, Russell Wilson, he's had some confidence issues. I feel mm-hmm. like he's been getting harassed. I, I feel like the guy doesn't deserve it. Yeah, he hasn't been playing good. But can you, you – you're, they're not giving him the best of help. Nathaniel Hackett. I'm sorry, he was an idiot. He just he just didn't know what he was doing. Being an OC in Green Bay, you have Aaron Rodgers. You it's it's not it shouldn't be that difficult of a job for an NFL coach to do to scheme up uh, Devontae Adams having one of the most talented quarterbacks of all time, having all these weapons. I mean, so Sean Payton in, in Denver would make sense. Uh, I think they were the first team to interview him as well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Pretty much. So pretty much to recap, I have um, hopefully or let's start with hopefully Sean Payton goes to the Chargers. 
because I would love to see a Chargers team um, built around an offense with that mastermind, that head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and then I have my birds beating New York. I think the Bengals will beat the Bills. Um, I think San Francisco will beat Dallas. And finally, the last matchup, I think Kansas City will beat Jacksonville. Yeah, I would agree with all those picks. I think in the wild card round, I went four and two. The mm-hmm. Bucks. I don't know why I picked the Bucks. Probably because mm-hmm. I hate the Cowboys. And those Chargers, man, they, they really did sell me. But let's, let's hope yeah. we do better. Let's hope we do better than that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess my predicted – so I'm going to start this thing on this podcast called The Predicted Playmaker where we, uh, where we think about who's going to make the biggest impact out of all four games. I'm going to say Gabriel Davis is my predicted playmaker for this week. Uh, who do you think yours is going to be? I'm going to say T. Higgins with Tredavious White probably hopefully maybe shadowing Stephon Diggs. I think this is T – or not said Stephon Diggs, uh, Jamar Chase. I feel like this is definitely time for T. Higgins to step up. I see a big game from him. I don't see any team matching up with that big-ass frame he has. 6'5", I think around there. Huge, mm-hmm. great, great contested catcher. I feel like he will definitely have a big game, and he will be a huge reason why the Bengals win that game against the Bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I think – I think Gabriel Davis will definitely be my predicted playmaker because, as I said before, Stephon Diggs will open up so much in that secondary because of his, you know, his statute that Gabriel Davis will be able to dice up that um, that Cincinnati defense. I think I think Josh Allen just needs to make the right reads. And, um, yeah. Yeah, it uh, should be very fun games to watch. The Jaguars game is kicked off. I I don't even know the mm-hmm. score right now. Probably go watch. These predictions mm-hmm. were made before the games yeah. actually kicked before off. Before the I don't games. Know, yeah. Haven't I don't know when this scores. will be. I don't know when this will be released, but yeah. Yeah. If we, um, if we go when we go four and zero. When we go four and zero on our picks, we'll be <laughs> yep. back sometime <laughs> next week to release yep. another episode. But for now, we thank you for listening or watching if you're on YouTube. Um. We'll see y'all soon. All right, yeah, have a good one.